This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. And before we get to our next topic, we have breaking news more on the novel coronavirus. And that is that the World Health Organization has just declared it to be a pandemic. Keep it here. We will have full details coming up on the news at one o'clock with Bob Comsick and throughout the rest of the afternoon and early evening. We'll have all the details for you, all the important news on this. But right now, let's move to another pesky thing that does not seem to be going away. There's no let up in the number of scam calls we're getting, and it may actually seem like there are more since many people are spending more time than usual at home. We were promised that the telcos would be rolling out new call blocking technologies by September, and that was an order from the regulator, the CRTC. Now the CRTC is warning that those systems may not be that effective, and fraudsters on the phone are not going away any time soon. One company estimates that each one of us gets 12 scam calls a month. That sounds low to me, frankly. How many do you get and which ones are there? And there was a hearing on Parliament Hill about this yesterday. And and check this out. One of the MPs that was in there actually got a fraudulent call on his cell while the hearing on this was going on. I I love that. That's crazy. Uh, so the numbers to call, let us know. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I am joined by technology expert Mark Saltzman and Claudio Popa, cybersecurity expert with Data Risk Canada, and he's the author of the Canadian Cyber Fra- Fraud Handbook. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having Pleasure. Us. Thank you. Okay, let us start with Mark. So are you surprised this technology has already started to roll out in the United States? Are are you surprised at this? I don't know what it is. Are they managing expectations or walking back uh, the demand that these telcos need to do something about it? Are you surprised by any of this? Yeah, I'm not too surprised. I know Bell, I think, said we're not going to be ready till 2022, um, which sounds far away, but it's because the smartphones have to support this this very James Bond sounding technology called stir shaken <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a, a fancy kind of call authentication that can block out um, robocallers and and other fraudulent calls that we're getting um, it by the way it's an acronym stir stands for secure telephone identity revisited and shaken is an acronym called uh, so which stands for signature based handling of asserted information using tokens so the, in plain English <laughs> yeah. it, it's using technology to better filter out uh, uh, those spoofed phone calls. It looks like if you're in Toronto and it looks like you're getting a call from a 416 area code, you may be more inclined to uh, pick it up, even though it could be an overseas call because they spoofed the numbers calling from. I'm not surprised that it's going to take a while because you have to have a supported smartphone. Uh, I think, yeah, September 2020 is a little ambitious. Okay. And uh, Claudio, uh, 
as as Mark just mentioned, you need to have a very very fancy smartphone to even be able to use this technology. Well, the issue is that a lot of people expect it to be an on or off thing. So if we recall 10, 12 years ago when everyone was concerned about spam uh, and suddenly we had anti-spam legislation and then people were surprised that they were still receiving spam, it's exactly the same situation. We're, uh, We're definitely going to see telcos implementing partial solutions. We're going to see a reduction in the number of um, uh, of calls. We're going to be seeing an improvement in the status quo. However, the overall volume continues to increase because the technology at the disposal of these people uh, is increasing in efficiency. And so your, uh, the, the statistic that you just quoted, uh, 12 calls per month, that's, that's ridiculously low. Uh, as part of my nonprofit work with seniors, I get these kinds of reports in the order of 6 to 12 calls per day. Yeah. And that's a lot more like it, as, as, as I think you'll agree. Uh, so we're looking at a reduction, a gradual decrease in these things, but we're, not, we're definitely never going to see these kinds of calls disappear altogether. Okay, so Mark, was, was there any point for the CRTC to come out and say, we demand that uh, uh, the big telcos, uh, that, that they do something about this? Was there any point to that at all? Well, some of it is political. Uh, I mean, in the States, um, there was a similar sort of fight with the, uh, the FTC's Do Not Call program coordinator and the Federal Trade Commission, and it, it has to you know, go through certain steps or this protocol in order for it to be taken seriously on, um, on the Hill. And I think that all the, the right steps are being taken. I just think it's, it's just going to take a while, uh, as, as your other guests mentioned as well, from a technological standpoint, but also from a legislative one. It will be a slow reduction, um, as you had said, rather than it just being like a switch. I, in the past, have, have asked my telco, uh, you know, can't I just not allow any calls in except for the ones that I give you permission to allow in, like my family, my doctor, and so on. And they said, no, that's not possible. You would think that that would be something pretty easy to, to whitelist something, but it's not, apparently. And, and uh, you know, we keep uh, hearing that older people are more vulnerable to certain mm-hmm. scams. Uh, and I'm imagining that, you know, I don't know how many are going to have the very latest, greatest, and most expensive smartphone. So if if you have a landline, I have to confess, I, I've got a cell phone, but we've got a, we still have a landline at home. That nothing is going to uh, work on that to reduce those calls, right? To the best of my knowledge, it works only with smartphones that uh, work with this. Uh stir shaken technology. So um, I think that for those who still have landlines, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting fraudulent calls. Um, you know, anecdotally, my mom got a call from someone claiming to be from Microsoft uh, saying that they detected a problem with their computer. And she was very close to believing, believing the person who called. It was, of course, a fraudulent call, um, you know, who wanted her to do something on her computer. And that's what's called ransomware, where they lock yeah. you out of your files and they demand uh, some money to be paid in order to unlock them for you. Um, so I think there's still going to be fraud, whether 
It's uh, a text message or an email phishing scam that we've been seeing. I wrote an article two weeks ago uh, about social media scams. There's new Facebook Messenger uh, cloning scams where it looks like it's from your friend right down to their photo, but it's their account was compromised and uh, cloned. So it's not going to, this is one, there's no magic bullet. This is one step to a partial solution to fighting back against uh, these scammers. Okay, let's take a call from Nancy in Toronto. Hello, Nancy. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the air. I just wanted to let you know that I'm with Rogers right now, uh, while I've always been with Rogers, and I know that if a text message comes in or a phone call, it automatically tells me that it's a spam. So I don't answer it or anything like that. How does it automatically tell you? Pardon? How does it automatically tell it you? There's a little up, warning. It comes up as a, as a red, and then it says spam. I, I don't know. I get sometimes warnings. This may be spam for things that I know are not spam. Uh, um, Mark, do you... Um... Yeah, so, yeah, you're talking about false positives where uh, some program or app that you're using or even your, uh, on your carrier level can flag something as suspicious when, in fact, it is not. But usually it's the other way around. Um, it, it's a cat and mouse game, and the fraudsters are getting increasingly clever at tricking us. Um, where and uh, you know whether it's uh, an authentic-looking email from your bank, right down to the logo, uh, to uh, you know to to timely scams like coronavirus uh, scams. I got a text that said um, there's a sale on. Um, oh no, that it was from seemingly from Amazon on toilet paper. It, <laughs> Yeah, if you buy, no, I, I got one saying that if you uh, limit it for the next 44, 48 hours, if you buy something from Amazon, they're throwing in uh, hand sanitizer as a thank you. Uh, and, you know, uh, and I use Amazon, so I, I read it twice to make sure it, that it was not legit. Or what about CRA scams, right? It's March, it's tax time. Yep. Um, there's these uh, calls and uh, emails and texts going around that uh, try to get you to confirm your information for the government. You think you're doing the right thing. So there's, there's all, they're always finding clever ways, whether their grammar and spelling is getting better. Uh, you'll get calls from people with no accents, even though they may be overseas, uh, down to the exact logo that you would expect from your, you know, your, your bank. And, and uh, in terms of the email, one really good piece of advice is to hover your mouse over the URL. And mm-hmm. it, it, if, it, if it's a scam, likely it won't match. It won't, if it's from your bank, from TD, it's not going to come from TD. It's going to come from something else. Correct. I yep, just, the URL. Sorry to interrupt. I just feel that, that um, my way of doing things is I don't recognize the number. I don't answer it, whether it be my landline or my cell phone. Well, so that's I, a good plan. Nancy. I don't answer. Um, they can leave a message if they want. Okay. I think that if the government want, is after you or needs some information from you, they should send you a letter yep, and that's... not just do it by phone. So people have to have to basically know how to do these things. Yeah, that's right, Nancy. Thanks for your call. Uh, we've got a lot of people waiting to give us their take on this. Let's start with Robert in Cambridge. Hi, Robert. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Go ahead. I just wanted to call in. And my wife, uh, she just ignores these uh, telephone calls. But every once in a while, I'd like to answer them because um, of the... Uh, the article that I have is I'm a retired policeman and I cut my whistle uh, from when I was on the police department and that was about 20 years ago. Every time they call and I answer it and I know it is that who it is, I just 
fill my lungs with air, and I just blow as hard as I can. Uh, our I would imagine any whistle would work. Oh, yes. You go to any sporting goods store uh, in town and pick yourself up a little whistle and just blow as hard as you can into the receiver, and that, that cuts down the phone calls. Okay, well, maybe maybe fewer of them will call back, but I don't know if it's any... that. That's hanging up or that, that's uh, an alternative uh, and sounds like it amuses you. So there you go. H- have you had fewer calls? Oh, yes. Used to get one for duck and they don't call anymore. Okay. All righty. Let's move Thank along. You. Thanks for your call, Robert. Uh, let's go to Earl in Oakville. Hi, Earl. Hi, Lily. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, I've also had the computer one call me and... And, you know, I figured out it was a scam. They didn't know who they were talking to. And I don't have a computer. My dad has one. So I just hang up on them anyway. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, then, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Thanks for your call. Let's right, take go- care. Yep. Let's go to uh, Maureen and Barry. Hi, Maureen. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I was just calling. Uh, I never answer calls if I don't know the numbers. Yeah. But um, there was this call. I listened to it afterwards, um, was calling from the federal court. And yeah, right. if I didn't call back in this number, I'd be charged with a federal offense. Yeah, that's that one's been around for a while. Yeah, I was thinking of taking it, the number to the police station and getting them with it, because it, it was an Oakville number. I checked it on 411. Uh, it was an Oakville number. The number was possibly spoofed. Um, Claudio or, or Mark, uh, that number was likely spoofed, right? It absolutely was. And that's fundamentally the issue with blocking these things, because a lot of these numbers are coming through Internet circuits that can look like just about anything, uh, anything they want it to look like. So if one oh. number comes in as a a character or just a single uh, a single numeric digit or your own phone number these are all within the realm of possibility and and the more you block them the more they try to call using different uh, different digits uh, different numbers and and mm-hmm. and one one of the things that they try with me and I'm sure that this is the case with with a lot of our listeners is that they try to come up with a number that is very close to mine but not quite mine. So it looks like it could be my neighbor or a colleague or someone, but I can't quite place it. And so I answer. So they are hoping that I will answer anyway. Obviously, I don't. But this is this is where it's at. They can cycle through these numbers indefinitely, and that's why we have to 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 adopt a way of thinking that ensures that we're not expecting it to work a hundred percent. This is just us in combination with the telco's efforts, in combination with whatever little apps we might have on our phone, um, and in combination with, you know what, uh, call answer is your best bet. Because a lot of people are simply afraid to miss a call. But if you know that all you have to do is wait 30 seconds, pick up your voicemail, and safely check whether you've missed something important or not, having that peace of mind is one of the best ways to to mitigate the potential fear of missing out uh, that a lot of people have when they receive these calls. And and you know what? The scammers never leave a message. <laughs> well, 
they certainly do with with uh, the automated calls. So with the automated calling mechanisms, don't necessarily even uh, detect when your voice message, when your you know your answering machines uh, welcome message starts. And so when you pick them up, it sometimes ends up just being the tail end of their message that says, "Yeah, we're going to send the police to your house," or "You're going to be deported," or or whatever. All of these uh, tinny, robotic voices that you very well know are scams sometimes just get mistakenly recorded, and you can just feel good that you you ignored it and you missed nothing by not answering the phone. So make sure that you're you're absolutely certain before answering the phone that you know what you're what you're answering. If you're not absolutely certain, just let it go to. To call answer, let it go to voicemail, and all yeah, you're going to lose do. is 30 seconds. Okay, Maureen, thanks for that. Okay, I'm looking to see if we have time to take another call. Uh, okay, um, I'm going to take another call, but uh, Verna in Empire Quarter, uh, Corners, uh, please like tell us in 20 seconds. Okay, quickly. Uh, I had a phone call in regards to the compromising of my social insurance number. I did call the police about that, and she suggested calling the RCMP and gave me the number in Ottawa, an 800 number. Uh, They're only there from 10 to something and Monday to Friday, and so I didn't, and I didn't get back. So just enough. Uh, I just, uh, I just, so I've just let it go, sort of. But that's just an alternative, but they were hard to get to, and I don't have internet, so I couldn't do a www. Okay, okay, Verna, well, that, that scam's been around, and I would imagine around tax time it might get worse, so, uh, good for you for not taking the, the, the bait, and thanks for telling us about it. All right, just take care. That the Bye-bye. Canadian anti-fraud is, is there to receive your calls. So the CAFC, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, is always open. You can call anytime, and their reports go directly into the RCMP. So make sure that you look up Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, CAFC online, and call them directly. Okay. All right. Uh, We're basically out of time, Uh, Mark and Claudio, uh, 20 seconds each. Mark. (laughs) One last tip is I know with the caller who blew the whistle in the phone to, to upset them, another tactic that people think will work is letting leading them on and wasting their time but in fact uh you're only going to graduate to a better list of uh potential scammers because they think when the the supervisor of these folks look at the phone records they think they almost got you they don't look at the contents of the call they look at the length of the call so don't keep people on the phone thinking that you're wasting their time to get them back you're only going to get more you're only going to invite more scammed calls excellent tip claudio 20 seconds Perfect. So we talked about reporting them to the CAFC. We talked about checking voicemail after ignoring the call. We talked about only answering the phone call when you're absolutely sure. And now we talk about anticipating what it could potentially be. Make sure that you understand that it's not necessarily just a telephone call. It's also a text message, an SMS or vishing. It could just be a message in your voicemail and anticipate whatever's going around in the news might be the subject of these fraudulent calls. So expect those COVID-19 fear-based calls. Expect those coronavirus fake fraudulent calls from, again, a fake health Canada. Anticipate them and ignore them. Okay. 
Good advice. We've got to go. Thank you, Claudio Popa and Mark Saltzman. Thanks a lot. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.